0: Join us as we learn to stop worrying and love the bomb and Nazi zombies. It's episode thirty-nine of Have You Seen? Hello, one and all. It is indeed episode thirty-nine of Have You Seen? I am Kieran Nazi Zombie Lafort, and opposite me is uh, Tom Nazi Sympathiser Webb.
1: <laughs> Why am I Nazi Sympathiser? I, I don't know. <laughs> all right, <fair>
0: enough. <laughs> That's the first thing. Do you want to redo it? That's yeah. the first thing that came into my mind.
1: No, just being branded. <laughs> <laughs> it seems no, no, that's weird. what the Nazis did. Oh, right. Jesus. Um, um, <laughs> that's a dark hot, start. Yeah, i a fine start this week. Yes. Well, I guess we did kind of pick... We both picked comedies featuring Nazis, which is Entirely kind of by accident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we got what? Uh, dead Snow, Doctor Strangelove. Mm-hmm. We're going to start Dead Snow? Okie dokie. Start with the dead zombies and move on to the living ones... The, no, start so with the dead Nazis, then move on to the living ones. Like, yeah. Zombies are always dead, <laughs> <and aren't they? laughs> living wow. <zombies> are not they? <laughs>
0: yeah, living zombies are just people. Uh, I've not had my requisite pint of ginger beer. <laughs> no. so uh... Uh,
1: It's been a long month. Yes. All right. So, dead snow. Dead snow. Shall I recap? Yeah, absolutely. Go on. Okay.
0: Seven friends, four male, three female, all medical students, go on an Easter break to a cabin in the snow-covered woods somewhere in Norway. They await their final arrival, who is the fourth girl. Mm-hmm. Um, zombies Attack. Nazi zombies. Indeed. Uh, it's a comedy horror romp of yeah. zomtastic proportions. <laughs> There's something to do with Nazi gold in there. Yeah. Um, and it's a load of fun. Yeah. And it's in Norwegian. <laughs> and I made Tom watch it. Yeah.
1: What do you think? I really enjoyed it. Excellent. I it was good fun. Um, what struck me was that it was so... It was really. I don't. I don't know what the budget was for this film, but it was really slick and glossy. And I can't think. Uh, if I did see it, but I can't remember. It's
0: it's something very low.
1: I would imagine I kind of thought it probably was. I'm not very even sure if it, if, it, if it,
0: it's a. Um, I was going to say a million euros, but they don't use euros in Norway. No. A million norges.
1: Yeah, I don't know. What Whatever. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're so well informed. Welcome
0: <laughs> yeah. the well informed film podcast on the internet.
1: It's not Kroner is it?
0: Uh, Denmark and Sweden and Iceland all use krona it could be krona
1: maybe so Norwegians if you want to see what your unit <laughs> of currency is please tweet at HYS podcast yeah. oh, that's got me thinking now. anyway um, so yeah I assumed that it probably would be quite a low budget mm. but but it feels like a kind of um, it feels like a kind of reasonably sort of mid-budget American horror mm. film you
0: know it, it's it, the kind of thing that would take the Americans 30 million dollars to do that's it that's exactly
1: yeah. the, the sort of figure I was thinking it was, it was around you know Certainly, double-figure millions because um, it's just—it looks really nice, and it's mm. really slickly put together, and you know, it looks really good. And it, I think, because it pays homage to so many of those American horror films from you know the sixties, seventies, eighties, and right up to the modern day. S- stop trying to steal. If you, if you hear <laughs> any
0: rustling, um, there's an open pack of uh, of sweets on the table in front of me and F- i want some F- fizzy
1: cola bottles so we a load of chewing now yeah. um but yeah so it's a really it's a really slick and polished and it, it de- the production value definitely makes it feel like a much bigger film than it is um and i and i love the fact that it referenced all those movies oh tons of them yeah i mean i think i think i think if you're a big horror fan you'll get a lot of enjoyment out of just seeing these uh, there were loads in there and I'm not a huge horror fan so well, I Well actually didn't my pick favorite up- is the Indiana Jones one. Yeah that's true. Where yeah, they, yeah. they find the box has got the God. Nazi gold in buried yeah. under the cabin and yeah. uh, the
0: guy opens it up and in a perfect Indiana Jones a perfect Harrison Ford impersonation the guy <laughs> says fortune and glory kid fortune and glory. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, did, I, did, I wrote down a few of the things. I mean, I spotted stuff from like Evil Dead, The Fog, uh, Scream, uh, Shaun of the Dead, Day of the Dead, hmm. um, From Dust Till Dawn. And there was just like loads of them. See, I, I just didn't even through. notice any of that. Really? really?
0: Not that I can remember.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Um, I did write down that the references were playful and fun. But yeah, really well, no, they, they
1: they definitely are, and I mean, some of them are, are kind of con- some of them are, are some of those references almost becoming convention mm. because they're they're done uh, often in a way that they're yeah. homaging something else. But yeah. there's there's lots of little pieces, uh, things like that, um, and there are there are lots of kind of nice little throwaway gags and sight gags that are kind of hidden away one of my favorites was near the end and one of the guys is running at like a f- i think there's a few zombies a few mm. zombie is coming towards him and he's running at them with his weapons of choice which are a hammer and sickle yes which i thought was really not, like a nice little little funny touch yeah um the only things i, I wasn't that I i wasn't I won't say I didn't like, but I found that the tone of the film jars a little bit in places. Yeah. So it'll go from being really outrageously gory, silly, mm. um, and I'll, I'll talk about the gore level in a little bit, but and then it'll go to something that's really actually like nasty and hard hitting, and and you kind of feel like you've been punched in the stomach, but not in a not in a way where you go, "Oh, that was good." It just feels a bit like, ah, okay. Mm. Uh, you know, that that didn't seg like didn't flow as nicely as I would have wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a few, but, but then I guess with a film like this, is that can be a very tricky balance to yeah. achieve. Uh, you're either gonna go where it's serious and gritty and nasty and horrible, where mm. it'd probably be a bit too mu- too difficult to watch, mm. or you're gonna go really over the top, silly, oh, really? Okay, <laughs> yeah, um. I didn't find myself turning away from the screen at any point on the gore factor.
0: Hmm. Um well, you see, I almost did. Right. And well, it's it the, the bit scene. With,
1: uh, it's the bit with uh, uh, the bloke who's name begins with E. I can't pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, I didn't write down any character names. No, it, uh, it's when he... he I'm going to spoil us obviously, because we're doing a review, yeah. but it's when he gets uh, killed via the window method. No. So, oh, really? No, no. Okay, which bit it's was the, it? It's
0: when the guy who goes out on the... Um, I really call it a jet ski. It's not a jet ski. No, it's on the, a skidoo. No, skidoo yeah. on his own. Yeah. And he or winds a up fighting, fighting the zombies. Yeah. Um, which, incidentally, before I sidetrack, before I get to this, there there are a couple of really good twists on zombie lore that I like. Right. So, that guy who goes out to fight the zombies, mm. he's obviously the human, but yeah. there's a bit where his hand punches up through the ground, as a zombie would in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And this great shot, because he fights back against one of by biting it. Yes. Um. And he comes up with like blood all around his breath looking for all the world like a zombie. Yeah. But he's the hero. Yeah, and I love those little.
1: Yeah, I did those wonder, little things. I wondered about that. I was kind of thinking, well, if a zombie bites you, then, then that yeah. means you. So what happens if you bite them? Does that? Yeah. Would that not have the same mm. effect? And I, I, that was. I did like that. I thought that was kind of. It's one of those things that makes you. Go, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. Does that? Does, does that work? Or I not? like that. Yeah. He was.
0: He was like. He, he would do anything to get this zombie yeah, off Yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah. Anything.
0: Yeah. But anyway, yes. Yeah, sorry, the, the scene that had me almost turning away was where he has to sew his own neck up with fishing oh, line. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I have to say, I'm not a fan of... It's funny, when it comes to gore, the really outlandish, silly stuff... Hmm. The majority of the time, I don't mind. Mm. Like, I mean, I can, I can stomach it as long as there's comedy in it and it's, it's quite over the top. So, like uh, Planet Terror, mm-hmm. yeah, it, you know, and this has got similarities to that. I think mm. in terms of gore level, but there are certain things that really make me feel queasy and sick and like I'm going to faint. Mm. Um, and one of the things that really does this is in The Exorcist, which is really over the top. But there's a scene in a hospital where they're just giving her—they're giving her an intravenous drip. They put the the needle in her neck mm. or in her arm or wherever it is, um, and they don't have anything connected to it. And blood just spurts out, <laughs> and it's and it's that spurt that makes me feel really like sick. <laughs> Um, because that's because all the other stuff—it's a horror movie and yeah. it's gore and it's silly—but that's the sort of thing that could happen. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what makes me feel. Are like... you suggesting that rampaging Norwegian Nazi
0: zombies couldn't happen? Probably
1: not. Right. No. Okay. Um, and and the same bit with the bit where he's stitching up his neck—you mm. get these little spurts of blood coming out of yeah. the top of his head, and that was, again, it made me, that was mm. the bit that probably did make me feel a bit, you know, yeah. a bit queasy. But uh, yeah, on the whole, the the gore level was quite. You know, well done. And, Mm. uh, you know, there is some very inventive deaths and things like that. What uh, I was saying earlier about the tone being a bit Mm. jarring and awkward. One of the scenes that was really like horrible Mm. is when uh, the blonde girl, you know, she's been attacked. And then there's a POV shot of her waking up whilst she's having oh, her stomach, yeah, eaten, yeah. Uh, her intestines pulled out and eaten, mm. uh, and you see from her point of view her being killed, mm. effectively. And she uh, she grenades her, she, so yeah. She grabs a yeah. grenade off the belt of the the, the Nazi zombie yeah. and, and lets it off and blows everyone up. Mm. Uh, and it, but that was like it was it's a it's a really cool idea. Mm. But tonally, seemed yeah, yeah. to be really it sounds, like it sounds great when you write it in a script, and then
0: it comes around to actually filming I mean, yeah. it and showing it to people. Yeah, and it was yeah. it
1: was it was probably a bit more hard hitting in a way than you'd you know you'd want it to be. I think because I think most of... I mean generally all of the characters are really likable. Yeah. So when they die, if they die in a particularly nasty way, mm. um, it can be a bit. Mm. You know, you you you've, you kind of get a bit of a slap around the face, almost.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd I'd seen some sniffy reviews. I said, you know, all the characters are pretty one dimensional. Yeah. And you know, not particularly well drawn. But I didn't think that at all.
1: No, I find them. I think they're they're likable and they're yeah. normal. Yeah. I mean, I, they're know. a bunch
0: of normal. They're, yeah, they're a bunch y- of normal people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Apart from one who's a medical student who can't stand blood. But yeah, yeah that, that's, that's a bit of a less stretch. normal. Yeah. And he magically
0: overcomes that somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um Maybe he has the same gore thing that you do.
1: Yeah, maybe, yeah, cuz yeah. yeah, I don't.
0: Something like that. else that I did like um is that the the zombies they're not mindless. No. They're still soldiers. Yeah. And I also like the zombie point of view as well.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's got it's got that kind of is desaturated colour but then slightly separated like you're you watching like it, uh, it's like you're watching chromatic aberration yeah it's like you're it's effectively if you uh, think of old school 3D with the blue and the red separation yeah and you're watching it without the glasses on that's like what it kind of, yeah that's kind of yeah. what it looked like a yeah. bit but you know clearer than that mm. the one thing I wasn't this is the other thing that I wasn't I, I was a bit about was the fact that although they they are still soldiers and stuff mm. The fact that they're Nazis isn't really played up enough, I don't think. Maybe not. No, I th- I think they could have had they could have pushed that a bit more and made it a bit more. I don't know. I'm not quite sure how. Mm. But it just felt to me is like they're zombies, definitely. But they 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 almost just happen to they're be wearing. They're just not n- Nazi
0: enough for you. Well,
1: yeah, you can I thought they'd have a bit more fun with it. I thought they they really play it up and make it a bit more silly. Mm um in that regard now I would have liked that a bit more because I mean uh, if they could have just been zombies really Mm. there's a few moments where you know like when when they uh, they're they're kind of running together and stuff like that Mm. but I think they could probably could have had a bit more I I think a a few shambling goose steps or something in there could (laughs) have you know could have made it a bit more interesting
0: oh up up the believability factor for you yeah yeah the least believable thing in the whole movie yeah. is that the
1: fat movie nerd gets a shag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens. I know, that that happens in a in an outhouse where it, yep. I mean it must be it's a tiny wooden shed with holes in the like there's gaps in the world. It's wood. gonna be cold. It's gonna smell of
0: poo, and she doesn't appear to un, uh, remove or even undo her trousers.
1: No, I think there is a movement that in that that kind of implies that she's removing her trousers, hmm. but she does. Take she strips down to her bra, and mm. I'm just like, that. It looks bloody freezing. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you do that? No, You'd want yeah. to keep warm. At least. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. Uh, that was a bit weird. Perhaps we
0: should uh, introduce a new segment on the show, dissecting <laughs> movie sex scenes <laughs> right. for their ridiculousness. We could start. We've done the room. We've done yeah. red snow. <laughs> um, I have reviews from Amazon.
1: Okay. The kitchen, there is someone in the kitchen. Go away. Is it a Nazi zombie?
0: I don't know, go and have a look I that. We can hear noises outside Tom's going to have a look, See if it's a Nazi zombie He's still looking Is there anybody we know? There's nobody we know Somebody we don't know is using the microwave outside the room Okay Tom thinks this is a workman I don't know what other microphones picking up or What he's saying on the outside of the room Tom thinks it's a workman odds on him not speaking English yeah he's not sure there was the universal up-and-down hand gesture for rocking hand for not sure well that's a fascinating aside I wasn't expecting okay the microwave may go ding any moment what's he having I'm waiting for a report on what's coming out of the microwave. We want to see what this guy's eating. Ding, here he goes the microwave. He's now going to make a tremendous row getting a plate out, no doubt. No, he's just wanted it's a little Tupperware box. He brought his own food. Oh, he's brought his own lunch. It's yeah. a Tupperware box, apparently. And he's, just gone. and he's just left. But it's still there. It, oh, go not get it. Go <laughs> 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 get it. Gonna it. He's not going to steal it. Steal it. You should have taken your mic with you. <laughs> Go <laughs> and ask him what he thought of dead snow yeah. He took a banana? Son of a bitch Get him He's gone Alright On with the show Alright I'm back Okay That was an exciting <laughs> Sidebar wasn't it yeah. Okay. Okay uh, Yes I have Amazon reviews I have uh, Oh first actually right. Trevor Flattery on Facebook Says okay. Dead Snow is a za- damn fine... F- <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, says, he didn't what? say that. Should I tell, uh, what, tell you what he actually said? a typo? Said?
0: No. <laughs> right. Dead Snow is a damn fine Zomcom. The hefty comic relief fellow does a spot-on Indiana Jones line. Much better yeah. than I thought it would be.
1: Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah, I, I think I've, I did enjoy it overall. I, think, I thought it was pretty good, but yeah. like, like I say, there's a few, a few little things I think it could have been a bit more evened out, as it yeah. were.
0: I have five-star and one-star reviews. Okay. Five-star. Such a treat to see zombies dressed up as Nazi German soldiers. Who are guarding treasure that has been stolen by some crazy Norwegians in this foreign movie, which is subtitled but still good. It's a good laugh and amusing film with some comedy thrown in. Excellent. Watch the end bit with the zombie massacre in the snow. That for me was the best bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, there are certain things we like on this show. Yeah. Certain things that keep coming up yeah. Nazis. Mm hmm. 1970. Yeah. Donnie Yen. Yeah. Amazon reviews written all in caps.
1: <laughs> right. <clears throat> okay.
0: Now, this is what I am talking about. Three exclamation marks. How could you possibly go wrong with a Nazi zombie movie? Three question marks. With this one, you can't! Four exclamation marks. Campy fun movie! Two exclamation marks. Decent gore! Two exclamation marks. So refreshing compared to so much of the crap that is out there! Three exclamation marks. Gave me a similar feeling the first time I saw The Evil Dead. This one is a keeper! Three exclamation marks. Twisted Chris says, definite double thumbs up! Five exclamation marks.
1: Amazing! Thank Did you, Did you say Chris. one was a one star, one was a five star? No, no these are all five stars. Oh, all five stars. Okay.
0: Right, this one I ha- I haven't actually read, but all there was right. one line in it. You'll spot the line when I read it. Okay. This this um varies between all caps and not caps. Right. Ah! <laughs> five exclamation marks! Bloody
1: hell! <laughs> Just
0: watch this film, please. It's great. This has got to be my favorite Nazi zombie film. Me and my 10-year-old son watched it. What? I'll say
1: that again. Me and my 10-year-old son watched it. Do you, do you know what rating this has got in the UK? 18. It's definitely an 18 in I the UK. I believe so. Wow. I, yeah, because I guess if you Yeah, if you put Shaun of the Dead at a 15 over here, mm. I guess it must be an 18. I think it is. Blimey. Right.
0: There's a complete lack of spelling and grammar and so <laughs> on. We're not done yet. Right. I'm sure we was both injured from laughing so much. This film is harmfully funny. If you want to watch a great film and don't mind subtitles, some do. Watch this and maybe die laughing, at least nine exclamation marks. This is my second review. The first was for Snow Beast. Also brilliantly funny, but not as good as this. What am I doing spending time reviewing such crap? Why do I watch them? Because they're dead good. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. P.S. Watch this film. They have a penchant for snow-based horror movies. Yeah, right. Why are these people allowed to have the internet? I don't know. One-star review. Oh, it appears that the premise of a horror movie is lost here. Take seven or eight students and put them in a remote location, and you'd expect them to get picked off one by one by something or somebody that you don't see until the last few minutes, thus building suspense and terror. Or take an un- an, ar- an army, or take an army of undead and pit them against another army in a ninety-minute slaughter fest with epic action sequences. Take neither of these ideas and you have this film. Right. The worst piece of drivel I've ever seen. It's mindless, stupid, and actually quite funny. Avoid at all costs.
1: Surely that's the point. Well, yes.
0: (laughs) And finally, this is just a longer review, but this one line stood out to me. The 1944 Winter Olympics would have been scarier.
1: (laughs) Amazing. Mm -hmm.
0: The... um, Oh, oh uh, I have an alternative title as well. Oh, go on. Uh, I'm rapidly leaning towards Greece as being my favourite haven <laughs> of alternative titles. <laughs> yeah. The Snow Was Stained Red.
1: Oh, that's a good title. That's creepy. That's a good title. Good. Well, the oh, original it,
0: title for this was Red Snow.
1: Red Snow, oh, yeah, okay. Which
0: I guess would have implied some sort of Russian angle.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention what my favourite scene was, actually. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I want to quickly mention it. And it's actually the scene that's probably scared me the most. I say scared, but, you know, creeped me out the most. And it's the bit where, um, basically, th- when the students are in the hut, this uh, kind of middle-aged older man turns up mm. out of nowhere and explains the the, the, the plot. plot. Basically, he sits there and says, "They're yeah, Nazis." This is why they're. There.
0: But with different yeah. accents over the vowels in his name.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he. Uh, um, but there's a scene where he's off on his own in a tent, and yeah. some uh, one of the guide ropes on the tent pings and. A bit of his tent slightly collapses a little bit. Mm. So he goes out to investigate. And just him investigating, but only being able to see the extent of his torch beam. Mm. I thought that was really creepy because the fact that you've got this massive open space, mm-hmm. which is completely pitch black. So all you know that it's not like being in a, in an enclosed house that's dark mm.
0: Because Yeah, well you know eventually you're gonna hit wall.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Or eventually you know that you will have covered the entire area and know that there's nothing there. Whereas this is this big open space and it's completely dark and you have no idea of what is there and you will never know what is there until there is enough light. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought that 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 bit is the like the, the creepiest bit. And I think there could have been more there could have been more like that mm-hmm. within the film. It would have been cool. Okay. <laughs> so that was it really.
0: That's dead. Snow done. Yeah. Doctor Strange Love. Okay. An entirely different type of Nazi.
1: Yes. Uh, fill us in. Right. Catch us up. Okay, so um not last well, yeah, I guess it was last week's show, we uh, reviewed The Shining, um, which Kieran yes. wasn't overly keen on. No. Um so we decided or well, I decided let uh, yeah, I had no pine. No, you yeah, had no pioneers. Let's let's see if this is a Kieran doesn't like Kubrick issue or mm-hmm. a Kieran doesn't like The Shining issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I decided to do is pitch the polar opposite of Kubrick's work, which I think is Dr. Strangelove, a satire uh, about nuclear armament and uh, the Cold War, effectively. Um, The basic plot is an insane general starts the process to nuclear war um, and a, a group of politicians hold up in the war room, try to calm everything down and stop it from happening. Which proves slightly harder than they'd anticipated. Um, It's well known and often rated in like the those lists of like the funniest comedies of all time and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mostly due to Peter Sellers, I think, um, playing multiple roles. One of which is the titular Doctor Strangelove, who is a uh, an advisor to the president uh, and probably former Nazi there's never explicitly said but it's quite quite obviously hinted at mm-hmm. um, so what did you think of it
0: as it's a comedy yeah i wondered when i was supposed to start laughing right i didn't laugh once throughout the entire really? 90 minutes yeah wow full disclosure i absolutely fucking hated this movie really i really ha- i was why? angry when i finished watching it why i just it wasn't funny at right. all
1: interesting
0: um, i didn't Care about anything that was going on? Really? Not interested.
1: Mm. I, I was just watching a bad war movie. Huh? That I I really I just I wasn't sure if you'd if you'd find it funny or not. No, but I didn't think you'd actively like really no, outright no, hate No, I it. really I really really hated it. Interesting. Um, so no more Kubrick. No, no, I think um, definitely not.
0: I where to begin? I don't have that many notes. Right. Um, it's something of an extreme reaction. Yeah. But I actually, I actually thought about quitting this show after watching this movie. Really, I'm not joking. Wow, I've disliked it that much.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, I know. That's I don't know why I
0: thought that. I don't know why that was the thought in my <laughs> head. But I disliked this one film <laughs> enough to make me not want to do this podcast anymore. Really, that's
1: crazy. Yeah. So
0: what? Okay. Should we, we talk about the two things I did like?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The
0: warham sets brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really great piece of design. Yeah.
1: That that's like one of the the really like vaunted things about the Mm. movie yeah
0: yes and the other thing is one moment right which didn't make me laugh but I understand why it would have made a lot of people laugh right um and I just thought what a pro right which is where um George C. Scott yeah is delivering a line and walking away from the president, trips over, does a full roll, carries on delivering his line yeah, yeah. and stops. And yeah. the, like and it's just left in the film. Because yeah. supposedly Kubrick thought he meant to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he didn't. No. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pro at work right there. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um so he, he had my kind of respect for just kind of carrying <laughs> right. on and Great. everybody else managed not to laugh as yeah, well, which is absolutely. which is pretty good. Yeah, um, that's it. That's really, all I liked about this film. Wow, that's good. I didn't find anything funny. Yeah.
1: Huh. I see. I like the, some of my favorite ones, things like uh, the bit where Peter Sellers is the president ringing the Russian premier, who's probably drunk and, in a brothel. Mm. And, and it's, you just get the one sided phone call where he's trying to calm him down. And then, then he's kind of, you know, he's, he starts trying to tell him that there's a nuclear attack coming, but all the Russian premier cares about is the fact that he never calls him because he thinks mm. he doesn't like him and that kind of stuff. I like that one sided conversation. But did, so you didn't think anything of like Peter Sellers in any of the roles, or no, just not really?
0: No, really. Um, I found him extremely annoying as *Strange Love*. Right, the titular character who's barely in the film. No, he
1: is. Yeah, he's very um, very briefly. Yeah. It, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Over, overacting does nothing for me. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned when we did the the *Shining* thing. When, yeah. Jack yeah. Nixon uncorks it and starts going yeah. mental. I don't care about that, I'm right. not interested at all. Mm. It's not to say I like kitchen sink drama no because that drives me up the wall as well yeah, absolutely. But yeah, just him i'm supposed i'm sure it's supposed to be funny him fighting with his own hand, yeah, but it just it just annoyed me yeah. um I didn't yeah. even realize he was the president as well, yeah, 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 I knew that I couldn't remember what the what I thought his other third role was, yeah because
1: um, he was supposed to be um. A uh, fourth guy, yeah, uh, Slim leg. Slim Pickens, yeah, uh, the the Texan, yeah.
0: Uh, well, wasn't it a, like a contractual thing that the studio would only make the movie if um, Sellers uh, played four major roles?
1: I think so. They certainly wanted him to play multiple roles, yes. um, and I know they filmed quite a chunk of the stuff of him as the mm. uh, uh, the bomber commander. But like uh, we said last week, he broke his leg and couldn't carry on. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so I could I could read my notes in their entirety. It wouldn't take long. <laughs> uh uh the book it's based on is red alert not zero Hour, as hours yeah i that, couldn't remember uh, that because
1: that's airplane in that uh red alert also known as two hours to doom right that's where i got the hour from because yeah, i must maybe. have read that yeah um holy shit james l jones was young once yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i always forget he's in it and he kind of pops up in the background
0: yeah uh that's about it yeah
1: well i think that's we, about i've said everything else i think we've wiped out kubrick from this yeah, podcast
0: i'd share only a birthday with him yeah we share nothing else no. in common kubrick is not my homie no
1: because okay, uh, there are only two other films that i think i would have pitched you mm. and that would have been 2001 which i think you'd probably find boring
0: it might make me go to sleep yeah and so that's another that's Another fantastic set design.
1: It is, yeah. But I think I think I think that would drive it all. And also uh, Clockwork Orange, which I think you'd probably not like either. No, probably not. Um, and I, and again, like like I pitched The Shining, I'd only pitch them because they're so yeah, they're so famously vaunted, and you know the mm. kind of things that people uh, you know people watch. And then when you say you haven't seen it, they go, well, "How haven't you, have yeah. you not seen I that? Think, like, I have you it, done films that it's Not seen that is often, yeah, you know, yeah." My film studies course, was crap. That's right. That's fair, yeah. What did I have to watch? Uh,
0: Bicycle Thieves. Right, I haven't seen that. Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I like that. Um, Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. No, fair enough. I strongly dislike this film. Fair enough. And the mixed aspect ratios. Why?
1: yeah i don't there understand was no that. no, no more I, reason.
0: I don't i couldn't i think the guy just had the camera on the wrong setting a couple of times
1: <laughs> i i don't i know because some of it was obviously uh some of it was stock footage and yeah. some of it was model work some of it stock footage i have used <laughs> really
0: yeah the <laughs> nuclear explosions i've used them in projects before right. i recognized i recognize particular
1: shots. yeah so i don't know if that's that was the cause of it and they just couldn't figure out a way to unify it all but yeah, yeah, I didn't understand that. No. In fact, to be honest, I do not even noticed it before until I saw it on the back well, of the Well, there EVA. is a way to unify it all.
0: mat all the 4x3 well, stuff. yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. But I, I don't know if they but thought it went, about it. Now. But
0: even some of the drama stuff was shot <sighs> 4x3. Yeah. And then in some places, there's phantom mat lines that come in. Yeah. It was just, it was utterly bizarre yeah. from the get-go. Yeah. And um, not a film I ever, ever <laughs> need to see again.
1: Fair enough. Um,
0: Twitter had a... Uh, had, had another opinion. Right. The marvelously named Kenny Vengeance. Right. Uh, that says, is a good name. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I watched Doctor Strange Love again last week. Still holds up as the best cubic film, in my humble opinion. Hashtag genius. What's a hashtag? I don't know what hashtag, hashtag genius. Uh, hashtag dark humor.
1: Right. Interesting.
0: Hmm. Five star reviews from Amazon. Okay. Right. I couldn't find, there was one one star review, and that was somebody moaning about something insignificant that we don't talk yeah. about on the show. Right. Um, Still, worry, still worrying funny after all these years. We still love nukes putting our money and hopes on a very, very silly idea. That's the entirety of the <laughs> Right. Okay. I'm struggling to make that make sense. There's one, uh, there's, there's one a bit longer. Right. Where to start with such a film? What is its greatest strength? Well, I suppose that most obviously it is hilarious. What? Okay. Which relies on the fact that it is brilliantly acted. Peter Sellars stands out here superbly written wonderfully absurd as satire should be yet equally dark and chilling as satire should be as well as being directed perfectly each shot stands out and as to the atmosphere i.e. there's never a dull moment the story is equally excellent thrilling as well as funny with great characterization it's kind of odd really but every time I see that crazy general I think of Donald Rumsfeld <laughs> I wonder why that is every character from the generals to the pilots of the planes to the president to strange love himself the german whose army are a nazi if that doesn't get you nothing will well that didn't get me so nothing did to the british air officer to the politicians to the russian ambassador and even to the unseen russian president there is not a stone left unturned no character is left without attention to detail i think a true mark of kubrick's brilliance a must this is an all caps but well, can't be bothered a must for any movie <laughs> fan and certainly for any fan. Kubrick fan kubrick Fan. Uh, Yeah,
1: there
0: we Uh, go. Whatever. I don't know what Kubik friend (laughs) is. Okay, and this is the entirety of the review. Right. This is a film everyone should watch. (laughs) This is a film everyone should watch. This is a film everyone should watch.
1: (laughs) Is that it, just repeating over and over? No, just three times. (laughs) Just three times. Amazing.
0: Alternative titles. Oh, okay. In Turkey, Mm -hmm. uh, they infringed on Marvel's copyrights, and it was Doctor Strange. Right. (laughs) Uh, Greece. SOS, Pentagon calls Moscow. Right. And in Spain, red phone, I flew to Moscow.
1: <laughs> awesome. All right, well, after that disaster, do you want me to move on to my pitch for you for next week?
0: Yeah, if it's Stanley Kubrick film, I might throw
1: something at you. No, it's I not Stanley Kubrick. I have a Stanley pen and Kubrick. one remaining Haribo. It's not Stanley Kubrick. Oh, three remaining Haribo. Keep um, talking. I've got eating to Actually, before we do the pitches, we were going to talk about something else this week. We were.
0: And We actually go out to the cinema together to see yeah, a modern movie. We did, yes. How about that?
1: Yes. There's no
0: Donny Yen, no Numbies. Numbies? N- n-
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know what This I, is why I
1: need ginger beer every week. I don't know what a Numbie n- <laughs> <laughs> is, but I want to know. I think we need to, fi- we need to figure that out I'll write a script on it. Whatever, whatever a Numbie is, we need to know. <laughs> Jesus. Well, uh if anyone wants to get on Twitter or Facebook and let us know what the hell a Nombi is, please yeah, if do. Yeah, you've heard of a nombie, Please please tell us. Wow. Well, uh yeah, we went to see um the latest Bond film, Skyfall. We did. Um we're not going to spoil it. No, there is some uh there are some really key elements to this film which I think are definitely best left uh to be revealed as you watch it mm-hmm. um, so we'll we'll, we'll avoid it's, it's probably quite easy to avoid them because they're not actually huge plot points, particularly um I guess not, and the first major one is in
0: all the trailers and in the first ten minutes of the movie. Tom's struggling to remember what that is, yeah, but it's the whole it's the whole setup for the plot
1: right yes yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah um so uh <sighs> we like it go and see it that's, that's the main thrust of this <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking what, what are we gonna say about it um yeah tom's Do a very you, big bond fan. i am i'm
0: less of a big bond yeah and i've seen
1: now this thing because we haven't actually spoken about it yet no we haven't um so i want to know what you actually thought about it and if there was anything you didn't like about it um,
0: I liked that I did not notice at any point that it was two hours and 20 minutes long. Do you know what? I didn't either. No. It moves, it moves it, so smoothly. Yeah. So
1: smoothly.
0: Yeah. Um, I liked that it had all the elements that a Bond movie should have. If you think a classic yes. Bond. Yeah. The kind of things it should have. It should have the car. It should have gadget. Yeah. It yeah. should have, um... <laughs> Bond making whoopee with sexy ladies. Yeah. Uh, It should have a crazy villain. Yeah. Um, Action. It should have action. Absolutely. It has all of those things. Yeah. And still remains uh, a relevant modern Bourne era thriller. Because the Bourne movies redefined what the the kind of modern espionage thriller is.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, Interestingly enough, uh, when Bourne came out, Oh, around the time Bourne came out because I don't he didn't do it the first one so it must have been the second one 2002 uh, was the first Bond yeah James so it must have been around the time of the second one because Paul mm. Greengrass said that Bond was now irrelevant mm. and Bourne was the new way to do modern these movies mm. I was very surprised to see him walk up the red carpet into the uh, premiere oh
0: really yeah oh, so there, that yeah.
1: intrigued me I wonder if Mr. Greengrass is pitching for the next one yeah Um, I think after all the good that
0: Casino Royale did yeah which is not a perfect movie. No. It's a bit... All over the place isn't the right thing. It's two well, it's, movies bolted together yeah. half an hour relationship drama in the middle. I, After all I, the good that that did that was yeah. then undone by... Quantum of Quantum of Solace. Solace. Yeah. This... Unfortunately it fell to Sam Mendes to essentially press the reset button and say that yeah. that movie didn't happen. Yeah uh, yeah. This is a Bond movie and yeah. I think he's done it.
1: Absolutely, because yeah. basically um Quantum of Solace follows directly on from Casino Royale mm-hmm. and is the same big plot and I think the intention was always to do the next one as a follow on to that and round it mm. off in a in a trilogy almost. Mm. Um but they haven't done that at all. They've completely, you know, they've said that the the bad guys of Quantum uh, will come back at some point. Like right. they had Spectre in the 60s Bond films, on the 70s Bond films, and you also had Smirsch in the mm-hmm. books. Um, but what I really liked about this film is, like I said, you can't we, call anything Smirsch yes, in you the can. 21st century. No, but Smirsch was an actual organization. The mm. reason they didn't use it in the films was because of the Cold War. Because mm. uh, Smirsch is short for. I think it's uh my Russian pronunciation probably won't be very good, but it's Smyotspionim, uh, which means death to spies, and it was like a counter-spy agency, part of the KGB, I think.
0: I would add a line in the script. If they bring them back, I would add a line in the script that says, yes, they used to be called Smersh, but like the KGB, they changed their name to something or other. Yeah, yeah. And well, just I don't get think, it out of the yeah, way. I don't
1: think Quantum is supposed to be smirch. Fine, Because Smersh was very much a Russian. I think they called it, they changed it to Spectre to make it not the Russians, because they were a bit like, That's a bit dodgy. yeah. Um, So anyway, away from that, what I loved about it was that, like I said, like you said earlier, I'm much more of a Bond fan than you Mm. are. I've read all the books. I've seen all the films countless times when I was, you know, doing university courses. I wrote essays on it and that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, And I was picking up references to, I think I probably spotted a reference to almost every single film Mm -hmm. and like loads of stuff from the books um, and we know a couple of we know a couple of people that are the very, hyper bond fans. They are the top end of Bond fans. I yes. mean, people written books on it and all sorts. And I would imagine like when they came out of the premiere, I was seeing stuff on like Facebook and Twitter. Mm. This is the best one. Mm. And I was sitting there thinking, if these guys are saying it's the best one ever, there's gotta be something special about yeah. it. And we went in and my wife, who's not really a Bond fan at all, she doesn't really like them very much. Mm. But she she really enjoyed Casino Royale. Mm. Um, this was her first time she'd ever seen a Bond film in the cinema. Mm.
0: And I'm trying to think if it's mine. No, I saw Casino no. Royale in the cinema. Um,
1: she really enjoyed she enjoyed it, mm. but not as much as Casino Royale. Mm. Um, See, so I think
0: it's better than that.
1: I I do as well. But then mm. that's because I've got that. Like I'm getting much more out of it than she is. But by the same token, I'm not getting anything like no, that. Much no, no, out of that's it. true. Yeah, I uh, kind of, I, I think that Casino Royale is a, is a really good representation of the grittiest of the Fleming books. That's mm-hmm. kind of like how James Bond started. Hmm. Uh, Skyfall is more like the latter era books where the movies had started to come out and Fleming had started to camp it up is the wrong word but he started to make it a bit more a bit bigger and a bit more flamboyant mm-hmm. and, and um for me it, it, it this is the point where daniel craig pulls together the hard edge he had in casino royale mixed with the kind of the traditional hard edge of connery but bringing in the lightness of roger moore mm. and there, there i mean there are scenes in this that are, are so Dut. he doesn't bring in the wooden
0: acting of George Lazenby. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, but there were there were mo- there were there was whole scenes in this film where the whole audience is laughing and it plays like a, almost like a comedy, mm. which has been missing from Bond from for a while. Mm. So I, I I absolutely loved it. I recommend it. if you've got a an- comic rather than a comedy. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's fair to say. I mean, because yeah. I think that even in serious situations
0: people will say things that are funny yes. and i don't just mean in movies in life in serious situations Absolutely. and i, I think, haven't
1: been to a funeral where i haven't laughed that for is for example that, that is true actually and i think
0: that's quite that makes me sound awful it does, does, does everybody just take that line out of context <laughs>
1: yeah. um, but i think that's that is often a british trait is in stressful gallows or, humor yeah, yeah i think that there is that that kind of i mean i'm a, i say british thing but i guess other other Nationalities do it as well, but I I think it, yeah we just can't understand them. Yeah, um, I think we particularly tend to f- try and make something funny or yeah. try and find a humour in something. Yeah. And in this, there's some there's some good stuff. There's some good one-liners. Hmm. Um, the one thing you know, I the one thing that really I didn't like hmm. was the score. I didn't notice it. I've seen people complaining about it, and I didn't notice it that much. I thought it was fine. The bits that I didn't like, there are some bits in this where there is very much a, like, this is a Bond moment. Mm. And more often than not, the score just ham-fistedly smashes into the Bond theme or a variation of it. Mm. And previously, it, it wasn't... Normally in the latter Bonds, it, all the scores been done by David Arnold. And mm. this was done by Thomas Newman, mm. who was Mendez's choice. And it just seemed really ham-fisted. It, it was ramming something home. And it and it ended up making what was a cool Bond movement. Uh, m- movement? A, a movement. moment. A moment. <laughs> uh, Zombies and moments. Yeah. Uh, a cool Bond moment. A bit, um, a bit uh, cheesy, in a way. Uh, and... I, and I was Maybe like, I wonder if we're no. thinking
0: of the same bit. I'm not going to give it away. We'll talk about it when we turn the mics off.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of moments. I think there was a couple of times throughout the film. I was like, "Oh, that's a bit, that's a bit on the nose." And I think David Arnold would have been a, a, a bit, bit more, more subtle, subtle about it. Yeah. 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 Um, and that, that's my only kind of like that's the only thing I didn't like. I really want to go and see it again, though. I'd like to see it again.
0: Um, I think people should go and see it. If you don't know anything about James Bond, yeah, I think you'll get enough out of yeah. it as an action thriller.
1: Do you know what? I like would I said, actually say if if you know nothing about James Bond go and see this movie because it's effectively everything you need in a Bond film yeah it is I mean it it does have its faults but it is a quintessential Bond film it has absolutely everything like you said earlier
0: without any of the silly Roger Moore stuff or silly Pierce Brosnan stuff like Invisible Cars for example yeah yeah. Uh, spoiler there are no Invisible Cars in this movie Um, or kind of like any cheap 60s production values or anything like that because there were there was a point, back in the sixties, where the Bond movies got really cheap. They were making them on crap shoestring budgets. Yeah. Um, but this isn't. This is a this is a big, mm. glossy movie. Yeah. Um, that will tell you everything you know about Bond. Yeah. It's the number one movie in the UK at the moment, as of this recording, having taken over twenty million pounds yeah. in three days, which is a phenomenal amount of money. Yeah. I mean, it's the third. And that's in the UK alone. Yeah. In the
1: UK alone, it's the third highest opening weekend. Mm. After Harry Potter 7 Part 2, mm. um, which was made a ton of money on 3D, mm. and uh, Toy Story 3, which also made a ton of money on 3D, but also had a sneaky four days preview before the three day opening weekend. Mm. So I reckon that if I know uh, you said mention earlier to me that Skyfall is got an IMAX premium on some of the screens yeah. as well. I reckon if you strip all that. Despite appearing out, to not have any IMAX, no, I don't think any of it was shot no, in IMAX. I think I if, you, research, if, you, really. if you strip out all of those extra bells and whistles I Mm. reckon Skyfall probably would pit both of them Mm. maybe maybe not Harry Potter might be even Harry Potter it
0: doesn't open in the US I think it's opened in 75 territories around the world (gasps) has it not opened in the US it doesn't open in the US until the 7th of November you would have
1: thought they would have done it day and date really well maybe Mm, I don't know maybe
0: they're trying to build
1: perhaps but what I want to know is
0: what was that done with so it was done with something else, wasn't? It? Oh, Avengers opened here before it opened that's in the US, true, it and did, that went yeah. on to be the third highest-grossing movie of all time. Yeah, so true. maybe, Sony maybe yeah. that they could that's get exactly some of that. I got,
1: yeah. Um, I want to know from you which Bond films you've definitely seen and which ones you haven't. I
0: okay, I've seen the two I own, right? Which I own are two Bond? I own both the Martin Campbell ones. Oh, Casino Royale, and Casino Royale, Royale, and GoldenEye. And GoldenEye. right? I think I might have seen all of Goldfinger. I can't remember. Right. I've definitely seen all of Moonraker because I bloody hate it. Right. It's terrible. Yeah, that is one of the worst. Um, I've seen A View to a Kill. Right. I've seen bits of a lot of Bond movies. They are the only ones I can absolutely, without having a list of titles in yeah, of me, I can absolutely say. swear to having seen Start to Finish.
1: Okay, with the exception of Goldfinger, which is probably, Probably one of my favorites. Possibly well, that, that my kind of, that
0: is the quintessential Bond movie, isn't it?
1: In a way, yes. And there are other are, that's uh, the
0: template,
1: yeah. i uh, it's because there's others, there's like From Russia with Love and You Only Live Twice, uh, are ones I've considered pitching you. So maybe we'll have a conversation. I saw a bit of the George Lazenby one when I was around with mates the other day. I, I maintain that is one of the best Bond films, but the worst James Bond. Mm. It's a great film, some brilliant action in it. It's just I was completely saw, uh, destroyed by him. The
0: part of what we saw was uh, a ski, a chase on skis down the mountain. Yes, we, no, we, in we, the toboggan whole, run. No, 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 not before I even get to a toboggan run.
1: Okay, I think just, do you see that one that's got toboggan just run. Just ski that skiing might be,
0: down the mountain.
1: I might be your eyes only. Actually. Um, with uh, a load of like handheld camera work. That yes. I wasn't expecting. Uh, now the handheld camera work. I you need to. I need to show you the B roll for that handheld camera mm-hmm. work because there was a. Champion skier whose name I can't remember, and he basically um, taught himself to ski downhill very fast with no poles so he could hold a camera and operate it right he then decided that that was no good because you only saw people's backs so he taught himself to do it backwards oh good god so you see uh, it's amazing footage you see him skiing backwards with a camera almost between like holding it between his legs mm. keeping a wide stance just hurtling i mean he was doing like 40 50 miles an hour backwards down a down a and not just like on a a, a it's like he's going through trees and Mm. all sorts it's amazing when you see that b-roll back Mm. I'll I'll have to I've got I think I've got the DVD at home I'll dig it out just so you can watch the special features Um, but yeah okay because I'd like to pitch you some Bond films yeah I'm sure they'll pop up on this show because I was toying with the idea of pitching you one this week but Mm. I wasn't sure which ones you'd seen or not I think I've seen now have I seen the Dalton ones
0: I don't know. I was going to say I think I've seen I think I've seen one of each, not including George Lazenby. Right. But I can't remember if I've seen any of the Timothy Dalton ones. Yeah, Dalton ones
1: mixed. I don't know. There are bits of it I like, bits Hang of it Hang on. Don't.
0: What's the one with Miriam Darbo in the cello case? The Living Daylight. i daylight. Seen that. Okay. So uh, I have seen one of each. One. Have of you seen
1: bond. the one where they do a? You know, you know, um, the car stunt where you go up, you're up on two wheels on the side. Like mm. a, I guess it's a wheelie, but it's not. On the back wheels, it's on the side yeah. wheels. You go, yeah. They do that with a petrol tanker. That's isn't that license to kill? No, a uh, license to kill. Yeah. There so.
0: we go. Wow, I'm amazed. I pulled that. Out, yeah. I um, I have not. I have seen that okay. stunt.
1: Right. We should probably move on to pitches because we've been waffling about James Bond. for Yeah. We for should. A long time. Uh, who should um, go first? Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, I'll go first. Okay. Um, because the film I'm pitching you relates to Doctor Strange love but it's not a Kubrick film. Okay. Um. And I'll say this, actually, I was planning on, I was toying with the idea of pitching you The Omen, because right. Halloween's coming up, and I thought, well, that could be an interesting one to pitch, but I didn't know if you'd seen it or not. Uh, I haven't. Like, Horror's not my bag. I know it's not your bag. That's mm. why I was a bit not sure mm. about it. But I was watching it anyway, just because I fancied watching it, and a name popped up in the credits, and I thought, God, that name's really familiar. I wonder wonder why that is. And um, I thought, I've seen that recently. Hmm. And I really can't work out what it is and why. And then I was like, I know that name as well. Turns out that The Omen, I think, shares a cinematographer with Dr. Strangelove mm. and shares an editor with Skyfall. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's that's kind of weird. But I did, I decided not to pitch that to you in the end. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll pitch you something else. And then we had a text conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you told me what... what uh, you, you thought I should pitch you at some point. I decided to do it this week. Because okay. funny enough, two days earlier, I'd actually watched it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to pitch you Blazing Saddles. righto? Um, I have owned a VH copy, VHS copy of this
0: since at least 1997. Because I thought, I've never seen that. Three quid, I'll have a copy of that. Yeah. Never watched it.
1: Right. I, I, I'm going to preface this with I have no idea how you're going to react to this okay. at all. Because um, I have seen the final scene. Right. And, okay.
0: the, and the famous Bean scene. Yes. But I've not seen the whole movie.
1: Okay. This is, again, a bit like Dr. Strangelove, vaunted as one of the greatest comedies ever made. <clears throat> does um, this not share an actor with Vanishing Point? Cleveland Little? It does. There we go. And it shares an actor with Dr. Strangelove, which is uh, Slim Pickens. There we go. Um, Look at the connections on this show. I know, we're tying it all together nicely. Um, I think. Oh, but I, what i'm really keen to know is which bits you laugh at in this film okay because i was gonna write them all down no well i'm really if i laugh too much at the racist bits <laughs> well <laughs> we this is the, this is the thing is because it's like there are bits in this film that are really really over the top and absolutely stupid mm. um and it, and it And, you know, there are some times we've discovered on this podcast where that you absolutely hate that or Mm. you absolutely love it. So this is really going to go in elements one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And then there are some kind of... It's difficult to use the word subtle with this film. (laughs) But but there are some moments... Mel Brooks is not known for his No, he's not. But there are some moments that are just... And I think it might even be like actor choices. Mm. Just the way particularly Gene Wilder and Cleveland Little, mm. they they give the more the most subtle performance, right. I shall say. Uh, performances of the uh, least unsubtle performances? Yeah. 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 Um And I, to be honest with I barely wrote any notes because I just I I don't know what to say other than it's just ridiculously silly and funny. Um but like you mentioned the racism uh, mm. I never really kind of thought about it so much until you kind of you listen to the language that's used mm. and you listen to the way racism is treated in this movie and you realize that this is probably one of the first times ever that people actually dared to make jokes on screen mm. that tread that really fine line of is what I'm hearing racist, or is the subject of is, is the whole subject and object of the joke? Mm. Like, you know, am I laughing at the am I laughing at what's being said, which is racist, or am I laughing at the person who's saying it because they're clearly stupid? Mm. There's lots of playing on that, and there's lots of really silly gags in it, um, and lots of gags which you would think are racist if someone said them to you. Potentially, like in the street or in a pub, but because Mm -hmm. of the way they're done on screen, aren't. Okay, and it's it's a really fine line to tread. It's something that Ricky Gervais generally does quite well. Yeah, that kind of pushing the boundaries of how you can use humour with subjects. Yeah, you know, you know, taboo subjects. Um, but in this, it's done very well. Hmm. Um, to the point where one of the actors who plays, I didn't write, I forgot to write his name down actually, but he um he appears in the opening scene and he's goading a group of black workers to sing work songs. Mm -hmm. Um, And almost one of the first gags is they break into this perfect four-part harmony of uh, like a Cole Porter song. Mm. Um, and he's like, no, like Camp Town Races and all that kind of stuff. And then he's kind of there. But the guy playing that role found it really difficult to say some of the things he had to say to mm-hmm. the point where he just couldn't, he was finding it really hard. So Cleveland Little had to take him aside and say, if you said this to me in the, par- uh, in the bar mm. or in the street, I would punch you. But here and now, you can say whatever you like, and if you want to push it further, you do that, because this is funny, hmm. and this is this is why it's funny. And he had to actually explain it to him, and once he did that, he could actually do it. Makes me think of the guy in uh, one of the old brothers in Trading Places, Yes, who has to swear, and he's he such
0: a devout Christian, he Absol- re- wouldn't do it, and yeah. had to be really persuaded <laughs> yeah. into doing it. Yeah,
1: it's very similar to that. So like I say, this is why I'm really keen to find what you find funny. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like I said, there are really like over the top, Mm. really silly gags. And then there is the kind of the slightly more subtle sight gags or, Mm. you know, and yeah, there's just some great stuff in it. Is Um, it
0: even worth doing a plot synopsis? um, Yeah. Beyond is a comedy Western.
1: Well, basically, um, I think uh, Mel Brooks kind of pitched it as uh, a spoof of every Western you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, And... It's basically a a railroad gets rerouted to avoid some quicksand and ends up going through a town or going to go through a town. Mm. But what the uh, governor of the area decides to do is just buy the town and demolish it and run the railroad straight through it Mm -hmm. um, because they don't want the train to stop. So to do that, to persuade the residents to leave, he hires a black sheriff because he kind of figures what's worse than that. Right. You know, what's going to drive them out of town, having a black sheriff and having people come and attack them all the time. Um, And it's about how the sheriff wins over the town to kind of fight back against the establishment, as Mm -hmm. it were. Um, So it's it's very odd. It's... uh, this is the thing about this film, is it's a really stupid movie, but with really strong issues that run through it, yeah. which kind of makes it unique. Um, and they, the way they play it, they say it's 1974 in 1874. Okay. So when Cleveland Little gets appointed sheriff he's in this kind of like pimping suede suit and he's got Gucci saddlebags (laughs) Mm. and he's like, you know. So they kind of really play out. And they use like 70s jive slang Mm. in the 1870s. So it's kind of a bit of a mishmash. So yeah, I think it's going to be a fascinating one to see what you laugh at and what you don't. Well,
0: I'm not a stranger to Mel Brooks. No. I do like uh, Spaceballs. He's got a similar feel to Spaceballs. And uh, for my sins... I also quite like Robin Hood Men in Tights. Right,
1: fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. So we could be on to a good one here. Um, what? I, there's another thing I want to know, specifically, at which point do you laugh during the campfire scene? Okay. Because, because I, it's what I, I always find, if you're watching this with a group of people, it's always fascinating to see at which point people can't stop can't themselves from laugh. laughing. Yeah. Okay. Some people who find farting funny will just immediately laugh at the first one. Mm. At other people who, who kind of, tend to be a bit more reserved and think that's a bit silly mm-hmm. there'll always be one but it depends on who <laughs> you are as to which one it is that gets okay. you i'm going to be watching this on my own so. <laughs> yeah mm. um all right yeah i have to say one of the funniest things i have ever seen is there are interesting different tv versions of that scene right one of them they strip out all of the farting noises so yeah because- <laughs> so it's just this bizarre choreographed ballet of men just gently rising in and out of their chairs and it makes no sense and if you go onto the extras on the DVD there's a behind the scenes uh, featurette and it, they've got it in that so you can you can watch it in there it's kind of like um, it's really was, funny there was the famous what became known as the ITV dub of Robocop
0: yes have you yeah, ever seen yeah. that? yeah
1: I have seen that yeah yeah yeah, it's a I thought it was kind of cool to call him
0: names. Once I even called him Airhead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd but love to get those. There's
1: another w- version I've seen, which was, I think it was aired on BBC Two, and they subtitled that scene. I the don't know what scene. yeah I accidentally it was completely by coincidence I actually leant on the remote and turned the subtitles on like the scene before yeah. and because you know I never put the subtitles on my TV so I had no idea how to switch it off Right. and I was trying to figure it out and then that scene came on and they subtitled <laughs> every fart it was brilliant I can imagine the subtitle guy <laughs> <Yeah>. having a weight <laughs> of a time <laughs> yeah. doing that yeah. yeah it was absolutely fantastic so I'm really I l- low except, rumbling fart Yeah, wiki fart <laughs> no they'd actually they'd actually picked a series of letters right so, so like they done like B's, P's, and F's, and and like just trying to trying to effectively make a, uh, what do you call it? Um, what the hell, Like an onom- onomatopoeic <laughs> word to describe the sound. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, hopefully I haven't, I won't leave you feeling you want to quit again. No. Hopefully not. Um, but yeah, we'll see what you think about it. Okie dokie.
0: You're also getting a comedy this week. Hooray! That also came up in one of our text conversations. Really? Yes. Okay. You asked me if I had seen a particular film, right? And I said yes, and I like it. And right. you said, "Good. Do you want to pitch it to me sometime?" Because I keep wanting to click on it in Netflix.
1: Oh, uh, Okay. Yeah. So you get Office Space. Excellent. Cool. I've been like I said every t- in that text conversation. Every time I kind of looking through Netflix, and it keeps I keep watching things that it then suggests that. Yeah. And I keep thinking, oh, I should I should probably watch that because I've mm. heard lots of people talk about it and mm. I was oh, I should probably give that a go. And I just, I've never got around to it. Mm. That's cool. I'm, I want to see this. It's a uh, 1998, 1999
0: comedy um, written and directed by Mike Judge, creator of Beavis and Butthead. And King of the Hill. And King of the Hill. Yeah. And various other things. Yeah, loads of other things. Yeah. Um, this was his first foray into live action. Right. And he basically says, my DOP taught me everything. Right. There is one normal guy in mm-hmm. an office full of interesting characters. Right. He's played by Ron Livingston. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to a hypnotherapist to relieve the stress that his job is giving him. Mm. Uh, the hypnotherapist is played by Mike McShane. Oh of, yes, uh, so, the from the whose Canadian lines is it anyway? Yeah, whose lines anyway? In the middle of the hypnotherapy session, uh, a second before he's due to be brought out of his deep sleep, mm. the hypnotherapist has a heart attack and dies oh um uh leaving uh peter who's ron's character um in his hypnotized state and it gives him a whole new perspective on his job okay um his company is uh about to be downsized There's a pair of auditors who come in right uh played by a man i recognize but can't tell you anything else he's been in called paul wilson and john c mcginley who you yeah of course yeah crazy doctor from scrubs
1: yes and also uh one of the one of the, he's uh, crazy doctor from scrubs or surprisingly vicious bloke from the rock. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um, these two men have come in to downsize the company. He okay. goes in for his interview. He tells the truth. They like his ideas and all he right. starts to get promoted and rise through the company. Okay. Um, and at the same time, he also winds up involved in a computerized embezzlement, embezzlement scam to rip the company off. Okay. Uh, that's it really. All right. All um, right. Into this come various interesting characters. His boss is played by Gary Cole. All right. yeah. Very, I think, is very funny. Yeah, uh, he has a particular method of delivery and particular language, very boss language he uses throughout, yeah. which I think is really funny. Have you ever done like an awful lot of office work? Me, yeah, because I don't. You haven't? I don't no, I, you haven't, I haven't. haven't. See, no. I did five years as an office temp. Right, okay. So. A lot of this is quite was quite familiar to me. Yeah. I wonder how you're going to relate to that. Aspect. Yeah, that's
1: going to be interesting cuz the job we like I have we have now, I, this is the closest I've had to like an office job. And it job. is nothing like an office job. No. No, it's not. Um So, yes,
0: Gary is the boss. Mm-hmm. Uh Jennifer Aniston is uh plays the waitress in the restaurant across the street who uh-huh. Livingston kind of falls for. Right. Um there's a character uh called Milton. Yeah. Who you did to watch out for right um is that uh, is that a play by Dietrich Bader
1: no okay Dietrich, Dietrich Bader. you'd recognize him if you saw he's one of these people you'd recognize me if you saw him and he's generally really funny he's often he's often the bloke that's funny in a very funny in a movie that's not i'm I think thinking he's in of, this film yeah he is in this but film he's i know not, he is. that's not okay not him okay
0: he plays lawrence Maybe, who yes. is Who uh, is Ron Livingston's next-door neighbour. Right. Um, they have to pretend they can't hear each other through the very thin wall. Right. So you'll very often just hear Lawrence from off-camera um, <laughs> offering offering advice. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, he's he's a very funny character. Okay. Um, the two Bobs, John C. McGinley and Paul Wilson. Uh, Drew is another character who should be watched out for. They're all okay. these small little characters. Yeah. Um, I'll let
1: you know which one Dietrich Bader is.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's uh, I think it's right. the neighbour, uh, and also we shouldn't forget the two computer, grammar, computer programmers, Samir, who has a surname that nobody can pronounce apart from him, right? Uh, and Michael Bolton. Right. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Um, it's not outrageous. It's not over the top. It's fairly naturalistic all the way through. Right. It's um, it's office light. It's not. It's an exaggerated version of what. American office life kind of is right. really yeah. that kind of, that kind of corporate right. environment.
1: Yeah, I like I said, I've always been to click on this, and I just never got around to it. Mm. So I'm quite intrigued. See, I, I listened to a, I listened to a podcast fairly recently. What uh, the D. Shribada was on and was talking about it, mm. and there were little things. Oh, so I really should watch this. because mm. It sounds like it's. Entertaining and fun.
0: Hmm. Um, like you, I didn't write down many notes I've written down uh, right. a couple uh, uh, of funny lines that I think we'll, we can wait to next week. All right. Because okay. I think, yeah, I, actually, no, I wrote. I just wrote down the line that made me laugh the loudest. Right. Okay. Because I completely forgotten. This is the second time I'd seen the film. Right. To kind of refresh and yeah. pitch for this, I completely forgotten the line was in there, and it made okay. me roar with laughter and almost fall off the sofa. Excellent. Um, keep your eyes open for lots of neatly trimmed mustaches. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about it. No, okay, cool. We're done, I think. It's not a world changer. It's just
1: fun. Yeah, yeah. Awesome.
0: Plugs and thanks. Indeed. Which means turn to the back page of my book. I still yeah. don't have my iPad back, you fucking Frenchies.
1: A <laughs> way to alienate a nation of oui. listeners. We, oui. give me it back. If anybody, if
0: anybody in France has any information on the whereabouts of my iPad. <laughs> Perhaps I should go get my phone and we could do a a, a live, uh, find find my iPad on the <laughs> yeah, app. Yeah. If, I'm, if it's not back next week, we'll do it. Yeah. Um, Twitter. Mm-hmm. We have a tweet site. We do. Uh, at HYS Podcast mm-hmm. to send us missives of 140 characters or less. Yeah. Or unless you're Phil Austin, which you just use Twit longer and send yeah, us the entire exactly, yeah. Uh We love you, Phil. Yeah. Um Facebook.com slash Have you, you can leave comments and whatnot mm-hmm. on there, as uh, Trevor did this week. Yeah. What a lovely man. Uh, HaveYouSeen.net is our blog, which is mostly just a repository for past shows. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't have time to update it. No, we
1: don't. We've been particularly busy the last couple we of have. months. We have. We thought it would calm down this week. We've oh, got today to find out. <laughs> it's not going to calm down this week.
0: No. So we have grabbed the only hour of the day available yeah. to record this. And finally... Uh, our email address is podcast at You mm-hmm. can send us your thoughts on movies we've covered. You can send us ideas for movies you'd like us to talk about. Yeah, um, we've done thirty nine of these now. You should be getting a rough handle on our tastes. Yeah, he likes Nazis and anything from nineteen seventy. <laughs> I like kung fu movies and everything not directed by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> yeah, that's some it?
1: We both like Japanese woman dancing. Yeah, there
0: we go uh the thanks as usual go to upbeat productions for the use of this studio and the radiator within it which has helped one yes. out significantly yeah. this morning and of course to alexia mom who is our technical guru
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's it yeah we're next done week today. is comedy week yes with office space and blazing saddles yeah uh, yeah it should be good hold on do i mean next week or do i mean in two weeks or possibly three weeks uh, we might have to play this one by ear yeah there I may think- be a show next week there may not be a show next
1: week. I, th- I think that for now let's stick to the two weekly rule as best we can Okay, dokie uh because we want to try and keep it regular for a bit until we know for definite we can maintain the weekly for a while okay so in roughly 14 days might be 12 might be seven. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, how, yeah.
0: how life treats us yeah uh Then you'll get to hear about Office Space. Well,
1: let's say we're not going to record next week. We'll record the week after, and it should be out slightly after
0: that. We will record in two weeks. When you get to hear it's entirely up to the winds of fate.
1: Yes. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy the next episode whenever that may be.
0: Yes. Start anticipating now. See you then. Bye.
1: Bye. I do. Yeah, that works. Hey.